2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted. I am Tom Holland. Strength training, do this instead of that, part one. Many of you have asked for shows where I give you quick tips, takeaways, little nuggets. I think one comment was, again, actionable advice that you can use right away. And I try to do that in every show, but you want more. So here you go. This is part one because I will do many more of these shows. There are many more than I'm going to give you eight. I think around eight different do this instead of that. Right now, There's a tendency, a real popularity now to use the term hack. So I want to open up with that. I want to open up with just kind of talking about that that term, what it means, because it goes into the topic of the show today. So I Googled exercise hacks. The first thing that came up, the very first thing when you Google exercise hack is 10 workout hacks for building muscle. All right. It's a list. I'm just going to pull a couple out, show you how ridiculous and stupid and just how much bad information is out there. The first one they say is work out at the right time of day. Now I've talked about this in other shows. You know what the right time of day is whenever you can. And yes, there are studies that talk about hormones and different things like that. Like the best time to maximize certain hormonal things going on in your body. I am not going to bore you with that science because it's totally irrelevant. It's totally irrelevant to 99.999% of you out there uh, who are just trying to be healthier, live longer, feel better, you know, lo- put on some muscle, take off some weight, work out at the right time of day. That's number one. That's the first one. And then the second one is weights before cardio. Awesome. Great. Really? Why? Why? Workout hacks for building muscle. Okay, I get it. You know, we could talk about it, and I have talked about it in previous shows. If you're max um, bench pressing, squatting, if you're lifting super heavy weights, yeah, you don't want to fatigue yourself before with cardio. But, again, even for people who are building muscle, the goal is that it doesn't truly matter. Now, if you're a bodybuilding person, Forget it. You know, a whole nother topic, a whole nother story. And, and the whole thing about burning muscle, by the way, by doing too much cardio, you bodybuilders out there, not going to happen. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm living proof that you really can't run it off. So we're not even going to talk about that. All right. And then just one more dopey workout hacks for building muscle. Never skip the warm up or the cool down. Wow. You may go, why are you saying that? Well, first of all, what does that have to really do with building muscle? And Yes, you want to do a warm-up and a cool-down, but not. it doesn't I, – I don't do it. I don't really – I'm going to be honest all the time on this show. If you are doing a hard cardio workout with like intervals and things like that, yeah, then you need a warm-up and a cool-down. If you are, you know, maximizing your time, yes, it's better to get the body warmed up, okay? But to say you never can skip the warm-up or the cool-down – I mean, my gosh, most people aren't bothering to do that stuff. And is there a reason, a time to do it? Of course. But if that's the hack, what does that have to do with hack? It's supposed to maximize your time, all right? So just kind of goofy right off the bat when you Google and and that's what this show is for, is to weed through all the, the garbage out there and I'm not even going to get into the rest of them, all right? And so let's just continue on that hack thing because it goes into – What I'm talking about today, and if you heard, listened closely to how I described the show, I don't say do this, not that, for a reason. I say do that because many of the things I'm going to give you, the tips and tricks and trade-offs, doesn't mean you can't do that thing that you're trading off. and, And it'll make more sense in a second. But that goes to... What is so often the case in fitness, in exercise, in these garbagey articles that say you should never do that, you should never do a crunch, you should never do cardio, goofy stuff that doesn't go to science. And that's why I purposely chose the term instead. Instead of that. And I'll tell you why you're going to do this instead of that. Give you the reasoning for it. And then it will make more sense again. But real quickly, hack. Okay, the definition of hack used to be a quick job that produces what is needed but not well. And he's a hack was someone (laughs) who wasn't good at what they did, right? An untalented professional, that is one of the definitions of hack. Uh, Another definition is a quick solution that solves a problem but does not solve it particularly well or in a particularly good way. But now let's go to life hack, because that's a term now, and that's what, what I'm talking about. A life hack is any trick, shortcut, skill, or novelty method that increases productivity, productivity and efficiency in all walks of life. So I like, I like that. I want to be more productive and efficient, right? And that is what I talk about is the primary job when I was a trainer, as a coach, as an exercise physiologist, and now someone who has the show and writes books and things like that. My job, my goal is to get you the greatest results in the shortest amount of time with the least likelihood of injury, okay? But the hack, it, it makes it sound like there's a shortcut. Now, I think there's no shortcut per se. There's science. So that's the difference, right? Someone's going to talk about a hack shortcut. No, I don't want you to waste time. Why would you waste time? And that's what these eight eight different instead of that tips I'm going to give you are just that. They fall into two categories, and the two categories I just brought up. Okay, I'm going to get you greatest results, shortest amount of time, so maximize your time and efficiency, and then least likelihood of injury. So some of the trade offs I'm going to give you are for injury prevention especially as you get older, lessening your likelihood of getting hurt. And then the other one, other category is maximizing your time. Why do you want to waste time? And I say it almost every show. I go to the gym and I look around and so much time is wasted. Those two things are happening all the time in the gym. And that's my research, right? That's where I see what people are doing, what the fads are, what they're not getting, what you're not getting, uh, what messages are, are getting mixed and muddled, okay? So those are the two categories. Less likelihood of injury, swapping out an exercise that's like really risky. Why are you doing that? And once you get hurt, the body, you know, as great a machine as it is, certain injuries, you know, you're never quite the same. So... What I'm most proud of is not how many races I've done or events and things like that. It's that I'm injury-free at 50 years old having done those things because I do all the things I talk about on the show. The five components of fitness, not just one. I'm not just focused on strength or endurance or body composition or flexibility, a little bit of everything rather than a lot of any one thing. All right. Let's take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to give you the eight do this instead of that strength training part one. Now, these are things that you're going to be able to do right away because that's what you asked for. We will be right back. Again, my goal, my job with you, maximize your time and results, minimize your likelihood of injury. And those are the two categories. And each swap I give you, I'm going to put it in one of those categories. And one or two will fall into both. Okay? Let's start with the crunch. That is one of those exercises. You will read these articles. You should never do a crunch. And what I love, and and (laughs) I often say... That the hacks are the people writing the articles on hacks. And they're generally, in my experience, my opinion, they fall into two categories. That type of advice. People who really have no idea what they're talking about. And then people who try to make it sound really complicated and use really big words. And they actually have some knowledge of science, which makes them dangerous. Because they sound really good. Tell the story again. I've told it on on a, another show, but back when I was a trainer in New York City, we had a trainer who was amazing at just spouting like garbage that sounded really, you know, he used big scientific terms and he was giving a orientation to a new gym member and that was our way of showing you the gym and also then at the end trying to sell you personal training. This person who sounded super smart, gave the woman her session. At the end of the session, the session is over. She didn't speak, and I was working out with a client in close quarters. So I would hear what he was saying back and forth. She just sat and listened, did, you know, what he said and went through the, the motions. When the session was over, as a good salesman, he said, well, would you like to buy a 5-pack, a 10-pack, or a 50-pack of personal training? She said, listen, I just have to tell you, uh, I am a doctor, and just about everything you said in the last hour wasn't remotely true. So again, you got to be careful about what you listen to and the advice. I mean, the fact that I can pull up exercise hacks and the 10 workout hacks for building muscle comes up and it's literally each hack is almost a show I've done. Debunking the, the right time of day, weights before cardio doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yes, again, I will always qualify that. If you are going for, like, a personal record or you're a bodybuilder, but even then, there are nuances. So, uh, yeah, you got to, you know, don't listen to the hacks (laughs) about their hacks, all right? So the crunch, if you want to do crunches, you can do crunches, but the plank, if you're going to maximize your time efficiency – then do a plank instead of a crunch. Why do I say that? Because so many people have lower back problems, weak lower backs. We sit all day long, I don't, but many people do. Most, more than (laughs) most people uh, are inactive, right? So the lower back gets really weak. 80% of just about everyone uh, will have lower back pain issues at some point in their life. And a huge part of that is weakness. So crunches are good. I still do them. But if I'm maximizing my time, then a plank is better because you're getting two sides of the core. You're getting the front and the back. And for so many people who are crunching, why are they crunching? They are trying to achieve flat abs. I've done that show. I will continue to do that show. You cannot spot reduce. So that goes to why are you doing the crunch? So if you are doing the crunch to flatten your abs, big mistake. Listen to other shows I've done on that. You cannot spot reduce. Okay, doesn't matter how many crunches you do, you will not get flat abs. So that is even more reason to do a plank instead of a crunch. I'm not saying you can never do it. That's why, again, do this instead of that. Maximize your time, get your front and the back of your core, minimize your likelihood of getting lower back pain or, or start to decrease that and get away from that spot reduction myth. So there you have it. Instead of a crunch, do a plank. Now, when time is of the essence, right? I'm going to maximize your time. Not saying you can't do crunches, but if you're doing a 20 minute workout, 30 minute workout, do a plank. Okay. That's number one. Number two, I see so many people doing single arm exercises when they don't have to. So that goes to two things. So in other words, like dumbbell chest press, I see people with one dumbbell doing a unilateral exercise. So they are just holding one and they will do 12 repetitions, whatever it is, with the right arm, and then they'll switch and do it with the left arm. So the science is very simple. It's already a unilateral exercise. You are holding two dumbbells. So when you do them at the same time, it is different than a barbell. Okay? So there's really very little reason to do just one without doing the other at the same time. Now, yes, you're loading your body in a different way. You don't have the balance, so there's a little bit more. The vast majority of you cannot justify it to me why you're doing it that way. Is there a time and a place? Yes. But leave it in the comments, because if you're one of those people, tell me why. And that goes for machines too. I see people with, you know, let's use that chest press again where you can do one side at one time if you want, and people do. Listen, if you have two hours in the gym, you're a professional bodybuilder, totally different. But if you're the vast majority of people out there who are trying to, again, get a little stronger, get a little leaner, have a little more energy, all of those things, why are you doing, you're not maximizing your time. I get in and out of the gym. I do workouts really quickly. The new book, the five, uh, you know, the micro workout plan with five minute little workouts that you can stack or do by themselves. Maximize your time. So again, unless you're spending hours upon hours in the gym, why are you doing one side of your body without doing the other at the same time when you're already doing a unilateral exercise, right? Doesn't make sense to me for the vast majority of you people. So- That is another efficiency. So the crunch to the plank, efficiency. You get in the front and the back. Single arm exercise, you're doing both at the same time. Do this instead of that. Do both dumbbells, do both sides of the machine instead of one. And that's for those type of exercises, right, where it doesn't matter, you're still getting the unilateral effect of dumbbells doing them at the same time, okay? maximize your time efficiency and let's stick with the chest press as you get older I have not done a barbell bench press in years why is that well a barbell having your hands fixed like that puts a lot more stress on the shoulder joint I don't want to be injured and I'm not setting max bench press now if you love to bench press and many of you guys do even older I see it But my thing is what what are my goals and I'm trying to lessen my likelihood of injury. So when your hands are affixed to a bar, one bar, the freedom of movement is significantly decreased. And just think about it, right? The amount of freedom you have with dumbbells. And I've done that show about – and if you want to know, again, what are better free weights or machines and what are the – the differences are good and bad depending on what your goals are. But – there's, there's a reason to do both, as I talked about in that show, but I'm, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. When it comes to working your chest and decreasing your likelihood of injury, using a barbell instead of dumbbells as we get older, especially, you're just really, really increasing your likelihood of hurting your shoulders. Now, if you have great shoulders and you're 55 years old and you're putting up 295 pounds, good on you. Way to go. You're, you're the exception, not the rule. The shoulder is the most mobile joint in the body, therefore the most susceptible to injury. So I'm going to do whatever I can, and a couple more coming up with the shoulder, no accident, whatever I can to decrease. So I want to work my chest, but I want to decrease the chance of injury. So instead of using a barbell, think about dumbbells. If you have shoulder issues, if you're getting older, if you want to protect yourself, decrease your likelihood of injury, just switch from the barbell to the dumbbells. You're still working your chest. Don't go nuts. If you really want a max bench press, again, go ahead. Do what you want. But, you know, when you're uh, 60 years old and you've got major shoulder issues because you had shoulder issues and you didn't take my advice, that's your fault. All right. So that was number three. Number four for you women out there, especially the leg abduction machine, goes to... Number one, where we talked about the crunch, so many men are crunching women as well, but men tend to carry their weight more in their midsection. So they crunch, 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 try to flatten your abs. Can't do it. Okay. Leg abduction machine go plays into that with women. Women generally carry the weight uh, before menopause, especially around their hips. So they try to target to spot reduce by doing that leg abduction machine. Abduction means you're sitting in that machine and the, um, the pads are generally on the outside. Well, They are on the outside of your knees and you push out. So you feel it in your hips. Now, I don't particularly like that machine to begin with, depending on how, your size and all that stuff. It can be unnatural. I think it is unnatural. So here's the swap. Now, again, I don't want you ladies to do it to spot reduce, just like I don't want men to crunch to spot reduce. But it's not to say you shouldn't work your hips. Gluteus medius is a really important muscle. Gluteus medius weakness causes a lot of problems with people. So lying on your side, I call them the Jane Fondas, right? When you stack your hips, you lie on your side on the floor and you raise the leg that is stacked, the leg that is not on the floor, the one that is stacked on top of it, Up and down, side lying hip abduction, it's also one of the most effective ways to target that gluteus medius. The studies are there, okay? So lying on your side, you don't need machines. This is a great example of that. And raising your leg up and down, 10 to 15 repetitions, two to three sets. And then, by the way, piriformis issues, you know, pain in the butt, do a whole show on that. I used to have that. It was one of my only issues, and I talk about, even though I'm injury-free, didn't mean over the years, and to this day, I don't present with little things, but I deal with them right away. So when my piriformis started getting tight, I said, you know what, maybe it's my gluteus medius that's weak. So I was doing this stuff, and I will throw it in every now and again preventatively, along with other exercises. So lying on your hips, men and women, and I used this exercise back when I was training clients with a lot of guys to strengthen their gluteus medius. But the studies are there, too, that show that this is one of the most effective ways to target that. Let me throw a study out there real quickly. Electromyographic analysis of gluteus medius and gluteus maximus during rehabilitation exercises, okay? This was International Journal of Sports Physical Therapy back in 2011. And they just tested a bunch of different exercises, and the uh, EMG— you know, the the amount of muscle activation. So they're going to test that. And what they found was amongst many different findings was that sideline leg abduction had the highest amount of gluteus medius activation, 81% for there of, of a maximum voluntary contraction. So point is sideline hip abduction instead of the hip abduction machine. All right? Because, again, you want to strengthen those muscles in your glutes. You don't want to focus on uh, the—or try to spot reduce. But that's why you do this instead of that. I'm not saying you should never do leg abduction. Of course you should. We don't do enough lateral-type movements and strengthening. We train basically front to back, and that's a problem. That's why so many people, when they play tennis and paddle and basketball and run around with the kids— pull muscles and get injured because we're not. So instead of the leg abduction machine, and by the way, you get in that machine, as I was saying earlier, if you're five foot tall, if you're six five, it's just, it's hard to position yourself correctly for your body type. But when you lie on your side and you raise and lower your leg, you're strengthening And By the way, you're going to point the toe a little bit down as well towards the floor, much more muscle activation in the gluteus medius. And this is one of those exercises where you can add a little bit of weight. An ankle weight here is one of the few times I will ever do it. You don't need it, especially when you're just starting out. But that is one of the few times I will load a joint, you know, a leg or an arm will be leg abduction, sideline. All right. Got to keep going here. Donkey kicks. Holy cow. Donkey kicks, right? All fours, pressing your heel backwards, trying to target your glutes. Now, this goes to what I was just talking about. There's not a lot of resistance there. What's the resistance? Do you feel it? You know, this is a lot of women, again, trying to target those glutes, don't want to build, quote-unquote, the bulk, but you're really not getting a huge payoff. So the efficiency quotient is really low for me with the donkey kicks. Now, again, I know if you do it enough times, it burns. But if you do anything enough times, it burns. That doesn't mean you're actually building that lean muscle. Now, I see this on Instagram all the time. What's the swap? I want you to do squats. And if you really want to target, back to that same study, single leg squats. Single leg squats. Okay? Activate the most because there, now we talk about closed chain exercises, kinetic chain, things like that. I could get into the science. not going to bore you. (laughs) But when you do a squat, your dominant leg can take over, right? Squats are still great. Uh, body weight squats, loaded squats, front squats, whatever you're doing. So I would swap that to begin with, right? Donkey kicks, instead of doing the donkey kicks, if you're trying to target your glutes, do some squats, people, men and women. And then if you really want to take it up a notch, if you really want to target to strengthen as well as if you're trying to shape and do that stuff, I get it. Single leg squats. Single leg squats are one of the just be all end all exercises for me that helped that gluteus medius weakness, a lot of weakness. So many people have weak glutes and that is a huge issue. Separate show in and of itself. So important. But instead of doing donkey kicks, single leg squats, here's two ways you can do them. You can either sit in a chair and just get up and down using one leg, which is great because you can use that for safety and balance Or you can throw a stability ball up against the wall. This is the way I love doing it too. A little more advanced and do single leg squats that way. All right. And I tuck the leg that's raised underneath. I don't kick it out front. I like it underneath the leg that I'm going up and down. All right. Single leg squats. That's number five. All right. You know what? Quick break. Quick break. And when I come back, we're going to give the last three. Okay. Three more. Do this instead of that strength training volume number one. I'll be right back. being more efficient, being more effective, managing your time and decreasing your chance of injury. Some of the swaps are going to be to maximize your time and results. And other ones are going to be, cause I don't want you to get hurt. And, and I see way too much of this. And the crazy thing is I've been doing this for decades, say it every show, but it's crazy to me that it's, it just goes on and on and on. That's why we need the disruption and fitness to be information. All right. Upright rows. people who take the bar, right a barbell and hold it in front of their body and then pull it straight up their body to their chin the goal is to work their shoulders well guess what it feels weird for a reason <laughs> you're you're rotating your shoulder joint in a in a not really good way impingement syndrome okay back to the shoulder the most mobile joint the most susceptible to injury and again, you're not going to hurt it. Just like about everything else that you can do incorrectly in fitness, you're not going to hurt it the first time or the second time doing. And it's just over time. Uh, you listen to the show I did with Mike Boyle. I used to talk about the lower back and the paperclip. It took five hundred times to bend the paperclip like a lower back doing bad exercises before it gets injured. And he used the pa- um, what did he talk? The credit card analogy, even better. Okay, upright rows instead of upright rows. Do front raises with dumbbells. Much better, much safer, targeting the same area of your shoulders, okay, with much less likelihood of injury. So swap out the upright row, do a front raise with dumbbells instead. Two dumbbells, raise them right out in front of you, up to your shoulder height, hold for one second, lower back down. Use weights that are light enough that you can control them. Way too often I see people going way too heavy on the front raises, side raises, with dumbbells. All right. But real simple. And and by the way, all of these exercises that I'm swapping the upright row, putting in the front raises, it's not like the upright row is the be all end all. In other words, like it doesn't give you 10 times. It's not like this super effective exercise. And so a lot of times when I, I will have this discussion and I do it less and less in the gym, because uh, <laughs> I'm just going to do it here. I'm not going to argue with people, but like where's the studies that shows like the upright row is like one of the best ways to sculpt the front of your shoulders and medial delts. It's just not. So making these swaps, again, doesn't mean you uh, actually, I would never do, you know, before I said certain exercises like crunch. Sure. You're still going to do crunches, but you're going to maximize your time using a plank. I I never do upright rows. So that's an example actually with the show of, I say, do this instead of that. This I would say do this, not that <laughs> for this one. And for the next one, same reasoning, behind the head lat pull down. So you're sitting in the cable machine, right? You've got the bar and you pull it down behind your head, behind your neck. Still see people doing that. Same problem. It's bad for your shoulders. It puts your your shoulder joint in a, a, a bad position and you impingement and issues. And again, pulling the bar behind your head instead of the swap is pull it in front. Pull it in front. There's not this incredible, more effective response by pulling it behind your head. So just pull it to the front of your chest. Lean back slightly. Pull it down right to the middle of your chest. Pause and let it go back up slowly. All right. Don't do these crazy swings. Oh, my gosh. People with like the entire stack. I mean, crazy, Uh, you know, the amount of weight being moved and and the least amount of muscle activation possible because it's all momentum and swinging, all right? So instead of behind-the-head lat downs, pull it to the front of your chest. Still going to target your lats, your back muscles, but you're going to save your shoulders. Super important. All right, final one. Leg lifts. Six-inch drill. They used to do in football. The farther your feet are away from your body, the more stress on your lower back. And you go, oh, I'm going to put my hands underneath, my glutes, my butt cheeks, <laughs> to make it better, easier. Yeah, how about you just don't do it that way? If you have to modify it that way, it should be telling you something. Now, does this mean you can never do them? I don't. I don't ever do straight leg leg lifts like that. The stress on the lower back with your feet that far away and can some, of course, there's some people with really strong cores and you can do that. But once you lose, uh, we talked about again, Mike Boyle and I about technical fatigue, right? And me- mechanical, you know, a muscular rather. Once your technique goes, th- that's an issue. Okay. And this is just one of those exercises where, again, the payoff is not better than the swap. I'm going to give you bicycle crunch. The bicycle crunch is just one of the most effective, efficient exercises and it targets more areas. So most people are trying to target the lower abs when they do leg lifts. First of all, you can't target. Ab either contracts or it doesn't. And I've contributed to some articles. There is some nuance here, but it's not even worth getting into. Okay. Bicycle crunch works the three regions most people are trying to hit, right? You have your six pack, you have the sides and you have the lower, right? When you do a bicycle crunch, you are getting that full three area technique, hitting all three parts of those abdominals. But again, once your abs contract, they contract, but your knees, your legs are bent. So the legs are not super far away from your body. Okay. You want to protect that lower back people. Now, can you get away with leg lifts? Of course. I mean, I still cringe when I see football coaches and other coaches making kids do them and hold. And yeah, and guess what? At 12, the body is much more resilient. If you're listening to this show, and many of you, 35, 45, 55, 65, what the heck are you doing leg lifts for? Now, you want one additional swap. If you really want to kind of have that movement, then getting that dip station, you know, the Roman chair, whatever you want to call it, the dip station where you hold on and you swing your legs, that's... Much safer with your body in that position than lying flat on your back and sticking your legs out as straight as can be and trying to hold on for dear life, you know, that your back doesn't just completely go out. So instead of leg lifts, bicycle crunch, you are significantly decreasing your likelihood of of hurting your lower back with a bicycle crunch, plus you're not quote-unquote targeting just one area. You're working more parts of your abdominals. All right, let's wrap it up. Let me just go through it one final time. So eight, do this instead of that when it comes to strength training. And I'm going to do these shows for cardio and everything as well. And we'll do more shows. Uh, I will do more shows about strength training as well. Cause there are so many. So instead of a crunch, do a plank, you're going to get your lower back at the same time. Doesn't mean you can't do crunches. but When you're maximizing your time, you want to really strengthen that core plank. All right. Instead of doing single arm exercises, you want to maximize your time. If you're already unilateral, if you're doing dumbbell chest presses, if you're doing dumbbell overhead shoulder press, my gosh, I'm going to get the most amount. It's about volume of training, people. Listen to the Brad Schoenfeld show I did. It's actually not how much weight you lift if you're trying to, you know, build strength and muscle. Well, strength it is. But when you talk about muscle, lean muscle, you know, looking better, it's kind of how many sets and reps and things like that. Okay, I'm, I'm again going off on a tangent. My point is, maximize your time. Do both arms at the same time when you're already doing a unilateral exercise, and that goes for certain leg exercises as well. Okay, barbell swap that out for dumbbells, especially if you're older, if you have any shoulder issues, as so many men and women do as you get older. You're not going to lose that much, you know, much at all from the exercise. You're still getting, you can go heavy dumbbells, but the freedom of movement that the dumbbells allow you will significantly reduce the stress on the shoulder joint. Leg abduction machine, ladies especially, lie on your side. The old Jane Fonda, raise and lower the leg, super effective. The goal is not to spot reduce, can't do that. And again, if you want to throw in exercise that gets the whole leg, do squats and lunges, okay? But the swap that will really focus on that gluteus medius, as I said, is sideline hip abduction. All right? Number five, donkey kicks. Let's do squats or single leg squats. Instead, you're really going to—you need some resistance. When you're just kicking back into the air, where's the resistance? You know, if you study exercise science and you're a personal trainer, you talk about all the different ways to resist. You know, you're, what is the resistance when you're kicking backwards, right? You're squeezing. It's more iso uh, metric type stuff, even though you're moving. So, again, donkey kicks. Do some squats, single leg, if you really, really want to target. A little more advanced. Upright rows. This is one. Throw it out completely, in my opinion. Do front raises, side raises instead. I love that combo. Front and side raise. Lighter weight. Dumbbells to the front, dumbbells to the side. That's one rep. All right. Behind the head, lap pull downs. You know, you're sitting in that cable machine. You're pulling that bar. Behind your head, throw that one out. Pull it to your chest. Finally, leg lifts. Don't have to throw it out. If you're a gymnast, someone like that. I got a nephew who's an amazing gymnast. His abs are nuts. He's a teenager. But he's also having issues. Again, story topic for another show. But... Bicycle crunch is such a perfect swap for straight leg, leg lifts, six inches, we used to call it in football back in the day. So that, and that one, that final one is not only, it falls into both the categories that I started the show talking about. It is more effective because you're actually hitting more regions of your core with the bicycle crunch and you're decreasing your chance of injury. So, oh my gosh, if that is not the perfect one to end on, and this is how I kind of go at my fitness in total, least likelihood of injury, you know, still getting really good results. I'm 50 years old. I've done 70, 80 marathons, ultra marathons, 20, 26, I think, Ironmans, whatever, but I'm injury free and I feel really good. Doesn't mean that I don't have the aches and the pains that come on, but I deal with them right away. That's my job. That's what I study. And that's what I want to teach you all about. So there you go. You're angry about any of those? Let me know. (laughs) And listen, if I'm not like making you uncomfortable in the right way, by the way, disrupting the messaging of fitness, that is what this show is about. So I don't want you to like me. I want you to get results. You just say that when I was a personal trainer. Uh, I wasn't like the mean screaming in your face, world's toughest trainer type person, but I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. So you don't get the results you want. I'm going to give you the science, give you the tips, give you the swaps that make sense and tell you why. Maximize your time. Decrease your chance of injury. That's enough. Show is over. (laughs) If you have time, please, I love reading the comments. This show came out of one of the comments, all right? So I'm reading it. I love it. it. Tells me what you're thinking about. Please rate the show. I love now that we've got a bunch of ratings, you know, originally it was not enough science. <laughs> now people are saying, stop with so much science, I'm going to give you just enough. Because you got to know where it comes from. You got to know that there's some reasoning behind this. And it's not to say science is the be all end all either. That's why I've got the experience, thousands of clients over the years. I read all the studies and the books and stuff, so you don't have to. And then I take all of that along with my experience competing. And that's why I continue to compete. It's a never ending experiment of one. This is just the best information you're going to get on fitness. I'm not here to impress you. I'm not here to confuse you. I'm here to help change your life. Look better, feel better, live longer. You have control. I'm going to give you the information to make those changes that work for you. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends and believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Step into the
0: world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business.
3: Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday,
0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at Champacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
2: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
0: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust ...into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. (laughs)